You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert from our Spring Revival. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight if you're able to. Uh, Again, Mike, give me all you can give me on the mic. (laughs) Amen. Uh, I said every night this week that my prayer going into this revival uh, was changed, that God would change us. And so maybe tonight it's your first night here. Change is something that we, none of us can get away from. Things change uh, in our life. And I want to share just a few things before I get into the message, how I've changed. I've never been really an animal person. And I always said until eh, about four years ago, they would never, ever be a dog in my house. And now I got two little golden doodles that sleep with me every night. And so that's a change, right? Somebody say change. Now, Pastor Ruth, don't hate, or excuse me, Pastor Rita, uh, I've got Pastor Ruth on my mind. She's been in the hospital. But Pastor Rita, don't hate me until I'm done with this next statement. Um, I have all my life, to be honest with you, despised cats, all right? I, I just, uh, I remember one time I made an announcement. I was going to visit everyone's house. Please put up your animals. And I went to this house and I seen the cat coming and I'm, I'm getting real stiff like this. And I see the cat jump up on the couch and I'm like, no, Jesus, don't let this happen to me. And that cat jumped up on my shoulder. I come off my couch. I said, get that cat off of me. And so change. Pastor Rita, a couple of days ago, was excited. And she, how, how old's your cat? 17. And she said, I took my cat to the doctor. And the doctor said the blood work was perfect. And my cat, whatever you're doing to that cat, you just keep doing it. And I found myself, I woke up two o'clock this morning praying for Pastor Rita's cat. God, just keep that cat healthy. I'm being serious. I said, Jesus, touch her kitty cat. Keep that, cause she loves that cat. That's change, that's, that's what God will do, amen? Let me, let me show you how I've changed in appearance. Uh, go ahead, you, you got something there on the video. Don't, you know, look at that. No, 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 that ain't me. Can you get it there? There it is. Uh, without question, you can tell, that's my mom and my dad. And look how cute I am right there. And then you look at my brother and my sister, there is no question that I had to be the apple of mom and dad's eye. Could someone say amen, right? But change, change, you all got some pictures like that. How about the next one? You got, well, speaking of change, look, look, look how cute that, that I was, and then, 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 then look, look how beautiful my sister is. Change, change, right? We got something else there, I think. Look at that, would you? Huh? Oh, I got the Fonzie look right there. 
That's high school graduation picture. Look at that, would you? Skinny as a fence rail. I didn't have to identify as uh, trans-slender there. Uh, uh, amen. So uh, we, is that the last one? I can't remember what I get. No. Okay, speaking about change, we started out with my family picture. You think age don't change us? Huh? I didn't have a gray hair in my head right there. Not one. You know who put them there? You all did, right? <laughs> Stand with me for the reading of the word of God tonight. Amen. So we all change. Can someone say Amen. But I'm going to talk about one tonight that does not change. Wow, what a good-looking crowd this evening. Amen. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Somebody say not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Pastor Aaron, go ahead and bless the reading of the word of God, would you please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful to be in your house again tonight, Lord God. Father, we're thankful for the things that you've done this week, Lord God. But there's still change, Lord God. There's still change that needs to take place in my heart, Lord God. So, Father, I pray that your word would grab a hold of me, Lord God. Mm -hmm. and stir us, Lord God, all of us as a body of believers tonight, Lord God, that your word would grab us, change us, Lord God, sanctify us, justify us, and send us out differently than we came in tonight. Father, I pray for Pastor, Lord God. I pray for every word that you've, that you've fed him, Lord God, that he would give it to us just the way it's prepared, Lord mm -hmm. God. Father, again, I pray for fresh manna to drop into him, Lord God, and release it on to us, Lord God. Let your spirit have its way tonight here in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read that again. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The Lord gave his people a wonderful promise. He is the Lord, and he does not change. Uh, when you leave tonight, it'll be embedded in your inner man uh, that the Lord God is unchangeable. And the Bible said in James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights uh, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of of turning. God is a good, God is a great God, God is a perfect God. He is not the one who tempts you. Don't, don't, don't go down that road that God tempted you. God is the one uh, that gives man every good and perfect gift. Someone said tonight to me, and I know how they meant it, they said, oh, you're good, you're good. I said, the only good thing that is in me is from heaven above. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? God is the father of lights, uh, and he is unchangeable, and God will never leave us in the darkness because he is the father of light. So whatever darkness is in your life tonight will not stay there or remain because I'm believing tonight that the light of Jesus Christ is gonna shine in your darkness and darkness has got to flee because light is stronger than darkness. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! 
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get out of the dark. Revelation 22 and 5. And there shall be no night there. Whoo! And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall what? Reign forever and forever. Do you hear what I am saying tonight? In Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent, hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall not make it good? God will do what God says he will do. And when God speaks what he will do, it will happen. I wanna preach tonight from the theme, he'll do it again. Do you hear me? He is not a one time and done God. The God that we are speaking about tonight, he, when he says he will do it, he will do it. And he will not only do it once, some colleges only win one national championship and never repeat it again. Some heavyweights get so fortunate that they win one title, but never again. But that is not the way our God is. He's a God that will do it again and again and again and again. And the word of God proves that to us tonight. And we're gonna find out what God says about he'll do it again. Some people treat God like he is a weak, puny, pee-wee, Herman God and not able to do much at all. But Jeremiah in chapter 10, verse 12, he hath made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his discretion. I'm here to preach tonight that God is able to meet your needs. Uh, no matter what has happened in the past, you're here tonight because God met your need. No matter what happens tomorrow, you still will survive because Jehovah Jireh will meet your needs. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? God's people, they wondered why God did not send and rescue them from their problems. Here in Isaiah 59 and one, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is his ear too dull to hear. The problem is not with God's power. The problem is not with God's knowledge. And the problem is not, is God interested? The problem is with our own iniquities. And when we get our own iniquities out of the way and under the blood, God's arm is long enough to reach out. God's ear is strong enough to hear and answer our prayer. It's not his problem, it's our problem. His problem was already solved when he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross. All we gotta do is get red through the blood of Jesus and get right with God, draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh to you. Am I preaching to anybody in the house tonight? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Listen to me, the arm is not too short and his ear is not too dull. In 2 Peter 3 and 9, 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. 
Again tonight, some of the scriptures may not be up on the screen because I just started adding things a, a, a little bit before we came in here and one of the media guys said, Pastor, when you give them the scripture, if you can wait about three seconds, we can get it on the screen. I thought three seconds. That ain't happening. Huh? Do you hear me? Because I'm filled up to the brim. I can't sit back and wait. There's an urgency that's been in me from praying and trusting God. We don't have three seconds, now is the time. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Psalms 36 and five, his love is far reaching. It reaches to the gutter. It reaches to the crack house. It reaches to the bar room. Far reaching, reaches to the heavens. How long is his arm? He hung the moon and he hung the sun and the stars. You think his arm is too short to reach you? His faithfulness, can you imagine how faithful God has been? I can testify that God has been faithful to me. God has never changed. Uh, God's never left me. I've left God, but God has never left me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Psalms 36 and five, his love is far reaching. Reaches to the heavens. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, for all, somebody say all. all. Somebody say it like you really mean it, for all. all. The promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, and to the glory of God by us. All the promises of God are sure, and his promises are certain in Christ Jesus. In Christ, all the promises of God are yes, yes. And our amen means so be it, whatever. When God makes a promise, all you and I gotta do is say, so be it, means that's okay, we're not gonna argue with you. God, you are God, so be it. And when we say amen, meaning so be it, we glorify God. Do you hear me? When you need the Lord, I'm here tonight to tell you, he will be there. He can do it again, do you hear me? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he can do it again. He is God, do you hear me? All by himself. He don't need my help. I laid before him this week, said, Lord, I can't do it. Uh, Lord, I don't want that pressure on me to hit a grand slam every time I get in the pulpit. God, I can't do it, but God, you can do it. God, just empty me uh, and then fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. You did it before. God, you'll do it again, do you hear me? God, touch us all. God, revive us again, again. He can do it again. Do you hear me, Joel City? He can do it again and again and again. Give him a head clap and a shout of praise. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. I said we need the Lord God Almighty. He's God. He don't need no help. He said, I'm God and I don't change. If he did it for someone else, he'll do it for you. Do you hear me? I said if, he'll, if he did it for somebody else, he'll do it for you. If he brought somebody else out of the gutter, he'll bring you out of the gutter. 
if he lifted somebody out of the Bud Light, he'll lift you out of the Bud Light. Do you hear me? If he gave somebody mercy, he'll give you mercy. If he touched somebody and healed them, he'll heal you. Do you hear me? He's no respecter of persons. I'm just telling you tonight what I believe the Lord has given me, he will do it again. Do you hear me? And we're gonna prove it tonight because I know you don't believe me, but we're gonna prove it by the word of God. If he did it before, he'll do it again. The Bible proves this idea that he will do it again. In 1 Kings chapter 17, and I know everyone in the house has their Bible, so go there with me. And Elijah, that was a little sarcastic, wasn't it? And Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me there of a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the what? To the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. God earlier had instructed Elijah to hide out in the Kareth ravine. And Elijah would have plentiful supply, kind of like honey in the rock, like we were singing about. He would have a plentiful supply of water. He would have a plentiful supply of seclusion. And he would have safety from Ahab's search for him that was trying to kill him. Note God's wonderful promise of supernatural provision. He had personally ordered the ravens to provide food for his servants. If God can do it there, he can do it here. Do you understand? what I'm saying, uh, if he can supply fresh manna there uh, in, in the ravine brought by the first recorded airborne uh, air mail, then God can do fresh manna right here tonight in my life and in your life and in the ministry. I've already declared uh, that the house at Jewel City will never be the same again after this week. Uh, there's going to be a shifting in the atmosphere, we're not gonna slide back to our complacency, we're gonna step up to our rightful place uh, in the heavenlies, soaring like an eagle. If you want that for your church uh, and your household and your career and your family, you ought to give God a, a hand clap and a shout of praise. Do you hear what I'm talking? God is a God of increase. Uh, God is a God that wants to touch your family. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Elijah, he witnessed the power of God as the ravens brought him bread and meat twice a day. Elijah, being protected and being provided for day by day. I just feel like I'm Elijah cause I'm being protected every day. 
and every day I'm being provided for. Do you hear me? Listen to me. All in a different translation than I normally use. Uh, in Psalms 18 and 2, the Lord is my protector. I wonder if God has protected. If you've ever ridden with me in a car, you know that there is a God in heaven that is my protector. Especially if you're sitting in the back seat because I'm driving and I'm talking to you all the way down the road because I ain't driving by myself. I got me a protector and his name is G. Quit worrying about everything that comes your way because you have got a protector. Has God protected anybody at the house of Jewel City tonight? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection and with him I am safe. My goodness, somebody needs to grab a hold of that tonight. You are safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and he keeps me safe. He's also my provider. Do you hear me? In Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, Elijah's sitting there in the brook and eventually the brook dried up. And the Lord instructed Elijah to go and stay in the city of Zarephath. And there would be a woman there that would supply food for him. Can I tell somebody tonight, when one door closes, there will be another door open up. She may have left you, but there'll be another one come your way. Y'all, your job may have told you, go on down the road. Can I tell you, he's a provider. God knows where that job was headed. That job could be a dead end. That woman could be a thorn in your side. That man could give you a headache in the backside. Do you understand? God knows best. Uh, and when one door closes, another door opens up. Get out of the old door. Step into the new door. Step into the newness of the mercies of God every day. And watch God show up and show off in your life. Is there anybody in the house tonight that just believes God is able. I said, God, he'll do it again. Somebody say, he'll do it again. Woo! God's promises to provide for his people. But we got some things we gotta do. You may not shout this down. Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't you just think you can just sit back and say, hey, well, I'm a Christian, bless me, God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things shall be added unto you. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, and God is able. I get hung up on that every time. God is able. I said, God 
is able. Do you hear me? God is able to make all grace. Uh, he didn't say half grace. Uh, he said God is able to make all grace. Uh, and God is able to supply. God is able to provide a bound towards you that you always, uh, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound uh, to every good work. Uh, 29 years, uh, pastor in this great church, uh, starting out in a garage, uh, and God has met every need that we've ever had. Every single time God showed up, we've never begged people for nothing. You don't have to beg people when you know that God is in control of your life and when you're seeking first the kingdom of God, you don't have to beg people to give a half a million dollars over across the street. God will show up every time and bless what God has called into existence. It wasn't my thoughts, uh, it was God's thought. And when God says something, God can back it up. Has God backed up anything in your life? Give him a hand clap. My goodness. So the theme, don't forget the theme. I'm sweating like a pig. Look like a greased pig at a county fair. I said he'll do it again. So God's word backs it up. Second Kings chapter four. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And now the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? Remember the other night I said, what's in your basket? Little is much when God is in it. And she said, thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a little pot of oil. And then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all the neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not just a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Hmm. I pray you've been poured into this week and I pray you've been filled. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil, don't miss this, stayed, stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live thou and thy children of the rest of the days of your life. Overflow is what I'm talking about. Do you hear me? God is a God of overflow. You will never have it if you don't ask for it. Oh, help me God. You will never have overflow in your marriage, in your finances, in your health, unless you 
ask for it. And then when you ask for it, you gotta have the faith to believe that God will fill you up. Is there anybody in the house that would like to get filled up in your marriage, get filled up in your finances, get filled up in your love to a place it just begins to overflow. Somebody give him an overflow praise and shout of glory. God did it once for the widow of Zarephath and God did it again for the widow of Bethel. He's not a one time and done God. He is a God that will do it again and again and again and again. Get that again up inside of you that you'll sing. He'll do it again. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Let me ask you something. Do you have a financial need? Have you ever had a financial need? I can remember when my oldest boy, one or two years old, and I got laid off from the coal mines. Man, I was making big money, and I had everything. I had a boat and a motorcycle and a snowmobile. And one by one, kiss them babies goodbye. And then it got down to the unemployment was almost gone. And every time I'd go to the mailbox, and I knew it was the day for the gas bill or the electric bill, and it wouldn't be there. And I'd think, well, the mail's just a day late. And I'd go back the next day, and then I'd go back maybe the third day, and then I'd realize, huh, some raven, some dirty bird must have flew by and picked up that bill and took it and paid it, can I tell you? And to this day, I don't know who did, but I know who sent the bird. It was Jehovah Jireh, that God is more than enough. You sit there tonight and act like you always had everything. You sit there on your hands and act like, well, I worked hard and I got everything that I have. There's probably not a person in the house that at one time or another looked and they didn't have nothing in the cupboards. Uh, they had bills on the table and no way to pay them. And now we've got so daggone comfortable. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. I still remember where I came from. Do you hear me? I know where I came from and I know who brought me from where I was. Uh, it wasn't me. Uh, it was by the grace of God. If God's been good, if he's met your needs, I ask you to stand with me tonight. Lift your hands. Clap your hands. Give him a shout and thank him that he did it again. I said thank him that he did it again. Thank him that he did it again. Do you hear me? Thank him. Stay up with me. Stay up with me. Your dad used to come to watch you play high school football. Am I right? and stand on the outside of the fence uh, because he couldn't buy a ticket to go on the inside until after halftime. I know you've not forgotten uh, and you've taught your children. You need to remember where your grandpa came from. I need to remember and remind some people. My grandfather was in his 60s uh, before he ever had his own uh, first vehicle. He rode a bicycle. He worked in a coal mine, started out as a kid for just like a nickel or a dime a day and my 
my God met his need. And if it's only a nickel, God can stretch a nickel. Do you hear me? If it's only a dime, God can stretch a dime. If it's only a little bit of oil, God can stretch a little bit of oil. I'm just wondering if there's anybody in the house of God could just swallow some pride and say, hey, I came from way down the road. I lived on the wrong side of the tracks, but now I'm on the right side of the tracks. I'm with God Almighty. He's met my needs. He supplied everything that I need. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Give me a woo! Woo! Oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. She had nothing but a little oil. God did it once. God did it twice. Well, what do you got to do to get that? Trust. Somebody say trust. But there's more to it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on to your own understanding. Man, we can quote that. But the second part jumped out at me. In all thy ways, submit. That's a dirty word. In all thy ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Submit to God. Trust him, yes, but submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I'm just going to say it. Malachi 3 and 10. And we never talk hardly ever. We haven't taken an offering in over three years. They're on the wall back there. But you trust him? That's good, but have you submitted to him? Malacaptain. Malachi chapter three, verse 10. We'll find out if you're submitting or not. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I've never understood. People trust the Lord with their soul and not trust him with their finances. Have you submitted? The people were to bring all their tithes into the storehouse, the temple, that's the church. Israel's only hope to have the curse removed and begin to enjoy the blessings of God. (laughs) He said, prove me and try me now. You can be saved and never give a dime. I'm not saying that. But you will miss the blessings of God because you can live better on 90% 
then you can live on 100% any day of the week because when you are robbing from God, the windows of heaven are not being open in your life. My father taught me, my sister, these biblical principles. We stood in the pulpit January 8th of 94 and I made a promise to the 23 people you was there that every offering that we take up, we will give 10% to help people. God was not willing to bless his people when they were robbing their tithes from him. That's what I figured, three yes. Can anybody in the house just be honest and testify by hand clap that hey, I've tested God and he's proven faithful time and time and time again. What is our tithes for? Our tithes are to be used to bless other people. Matthew 25 and 35, Jesus said, for I was hungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. He will meet every need that you have. The Bible proves that he'll do it again. Parting the water. Exodus chapter 14, verse 21, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. God made a way is what I'm trying to tell you. God made a way when it seemed like there was no way. God made a way of escape. I want you to note that word divided. It's a word that means like splitting wood for splitting asunder. The very earth with a violent earthquake happened. The Lord actually split asunder the sea and made a valley. God help me. A passageway through the sea. I believe one of the commentaries said it was about a half a mile wide and two to three million people walked across on dry ground. What can God not do for you? If he did it once, he can do it again. He can make a way of escape, do you hear me? He'll do it again. Not a one and done God, he'll do it again. Here's proof in Joshua chapter three, verse 15 and 16. And as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water for the Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest that the waters which came down from above stood up and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zertan and those that came down toward the sea of the plain. Even the salt sea failed and were cut off and the people passed over right against Jericho. Do you hear me? There is a walk of faith. And I ask you, are you on the faith 
path. There is a walk of faith, the walk of those who truly trust God and truly submit to God. Walking by faith is the only way to experience the power of God. Do you hear me? The only way to experience the power of God is to walk by faith. Is there anybody in the house tonight that has gotten on the pathway, the walk of faith, and you can look back and say, God has opened up the sea in my life more than one time when I didn't see a way, when I couldn't see him moving, when I couldn't hear him talking, I can look and see he was the way maker and I wanna give him a praise tonight. Give him a hand clap of praise. Woo! God parted the waters of the Red Sea for the children of Israel once and then he parted the waters of the Jordan for him again. Somebody say he'll do it again. Somebody say he'll do it again. Second Kings chapter two, verse eight, and Elijah took his mantle and he wrapped it together and he smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither. So they too went over on dry, dry, dry land. He's not a one and done God. He'll do it again. God did it for Elijah and then he did it for Elisha. What he'll do for me, he'll do for you. What he'll do, Andy, for those that's been totally healed, he'll do it for you, I believe that. I said the other night that miracle was coming down 79 from Pittsburgh and I ain't backing up from it. I'm believing in the name of God if he's able to make a way for everything that I've preached about tonight, God is able to heal you. He's still the healer, do you hear me? He's still Jehovah Rapha. He is able, he is all powerful. God is able. Stand with me tonight. Stand with me and let's thank God for the healing, the total healing that's coming down the road. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I want you to know tonight, if you're facing a Red Sea, how about some musicians? I want you to know if you're facing a Red Sea in your life, a Red Sea situation, when you feel like you can't go forward, you feel like you can't go backwards, you feel like you can't go left, you can't go right, you feel like there's no way out, God is still able to part the waters of the mighty Red Sea in your life. Isaiah 43 and 16, thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. You might not seem at work yet, but just trust that God is making a way through the wilderness and he promises to make rivers in your desert. Isn't that what the Bible said, Pastor Rita? He promises to refresh you and he promises to sustain you. God is our creator, but God is also our sustainer. God's not gonna create something that he's not willing to sustain. And not only is God our creator and our sustainer, but I truly believe he's the healer. There are some denominations that do not believe Christ is still able to heal. Well, that's their opinion and everybody has a right to be wrong. And because I don't serve a dead God. 
Am I right? So, he's not a one and done. He'll do it again. And I'm going to try to close this thing out. Rapturing individuals. I've heard tell of places not believing in the rapture. The Bible proves he'll do it again. In Genesis 5 and 24, and Enoch walked with God. Is that what the Bible says? And he was not, for God took him. Is he a one and done God? Well, I think he's a God that'll do it again. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 11, and it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. As the mentor and the disciple continued to walk along together, a chariot of fire came down by, led by several horses and suddenly, suddenly, appeared Elijah was swept away from Elisha up into heaven. God did it once for Enoch and he did it again for Elijah. Somebody say he'll do it again. First Thessalonians, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, my mom and dad, and my brother. Then we which are alive and remain, my sister and I, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven. I'm speaking about the commander and chief. Shout louder than any voice has ever shouted. And I think back when I was a kid and my brother went to Vietnam and by God's grace he came home but a lot of his friends never made it back out of Nam. But when that shout takes place, every individual that has ever humbled himself before the Almighty God and asked God for forgiveness and repented of their sins, when the commander and chief splits the eastern sky and he gives the shout of the commander everyone that's been left back behind every child that's been murdered and buried out somewhere in the woods many of no one knows where their family are but all of a sudden the dead shall rise and be caught up hey if he raised Enoch he can raise you and I he's not a one and done he is a God that can do it again. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. How many's got some loved ones uh, that's coming out of the ground someday and you miss them and you're going to meet them together in the air to be with the Lord forever and ever. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! I made myself a note right there. It said, tell everybody to stand with me. I think I might have got ahead of myself. Can I give you one more? Are you able? 
I, first of all, before I give you the last one, you all call your bosses tomorrow. And you tell them, say, hey, my pastor said I could have a day off so I could get rested up for the weekend, all right? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that because we'll be feeding you next week. Acts pouring out of the Holy Spirit. The Bible proves this idea that he'll do it again. In Acts chapter two, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house. It filled all the house. It filled all the house. Note the believers were in one place in the city of Jerusalem, precisely where Christ told them to go and he told them to wait upon the coming of the Holy Spirit and they were obedient. Where obedience is, the Spirit of the Lord, you'll, you'll find the Spirit of the Lord. And they were obedient. Despite there was great danger in Jerusalem, the authorities wanted to kill them. Obedience, I gotta read it. John 14 and 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him and will come unto him and make abode with him. Unity, a spirit of unity, being in one accord. That's what this ministry has always been. We don't want no troublemakers. Leave your troublemaking spirit at the door. Do you hear me? Unity. Go ahead, give God a hand clap. The Holy Spirit suddenly came. Suddenly. God poured out the Holy Ghost on the 120 on the day of Pentecost. He's not a one and done, Miss Mary. He did it again at Cornelius' house. If God poured out the Holy Ghost in the Bible. He can and he will and he has in Meadowbrook, West Virginia at Jewel City Church, 511 Jewel City Boulevard, Meadowbrook, West Virginia. If you're thankful for the Holy Spirit of God, give him a hand clap. In my life, in my life, God has done things for me over and over and over again. In sickness, he has healed me. Sometimes I feel like I need to shut up, but there's some that don't hear it. There Maybe your first night here, but two years ago, right around now, I had five strokes and God healed me. And I, you may get tired of hearing it, but I'm gonna keep testifying about because he did it for others, he can do it for me, and he can do it for you. Has God healed anybody in this house? Give him a hand clap. Time after time in my life, I had financial problems because I was an idiot. And I'd spend it, never put nothing away. I'm just being honest as a young man. And I can remember my, my dad telling me years ago, he said, everyone will tell you to live within your means. He said, that's a lie. Live beneath your means. Chew on that for a while. All my life, he's been faithful. All my life. In trouble, he's been my savior. In crisis, he's been my way maker. 
In the storms of life, he's been a shelter. You look at me and you say, man, you got it made. There's been times I had to crawl up in the cleft of the rock, man. God, I need you. In loneliness, he's been my friend. I was overwhelmed by the people that we've heard testimonies from last night that are in a season of loneliness in your life. And there's a room full of people that's been in that season and God's moved them through. So there's hope for you. If he did it for them, he will do it for you. Do you believe that tonight? So if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Anybody in the house tonight that your heart's not right with the Lord Jesus? What he did for the rest of the room, he'll do it for you. <laughs> if death knocked on your door tonight, would heaven be your home? Right where you're at. Nobody coming to you. If you're not right with God and you'd like to be tonight, you'd like to receive what he's done for the majority in the house. You'd like to ask God to forgive you. You'd like to have a personal relationship with the creator. Walk in his fullness and his blessings. Slip your hand up real high right where you're at just for a moment. Is there one? I see your hand. I see your hand. Both of you. Both of you. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. I see your hand, ma'am, there in the back. Somebody else. Somebody else. What he did for me, he'll do for you. Do you hear me? Somebody else in the house. Somebody else. You that raised your hand, I want you to look at me. I want you to take someone by the hand beside of you. Will you do that, ma'am? That's right. Will you do that? Right there, both of you. That's right, Bob. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud because you cannot be ashamed. Jesus Christ was not ashamed. He was not ashamed of you and I. So pray this prayer out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, touch me tonight. Save my soul. Lord, I'm sorry. I repent of my sins. And from this day forward, I'll walk with you, Lord. Cleanse me. Guide me. Grow me. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the church welcome them to the family of God. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 